to this edition of Holiness Talks. In the last episode, we looked at the implication of grace in terms of holy living. Well, we need to remind ourselves that in our current cultural climate, it's becoming increasingly difficult on how we as Christians should and could and can live as holy exiles in the world. Remember I said holy exiles because the Bible declares in various places that we are strangers and pilgrims, just like the children of Israel were exiles in Egypt. We are exiles in this world as well. First Peter makes that very clear. So we continue to pursue this subject on holiness, and it's my prayer that as we do that, the Lord himself will continue to minister to us. In one of our last episodes, we looked at holiness and Proverbs as a matter of the heart. Well, we can say this. There's so much in the book of Proverbs that can help us to know how to live holy lives. We said the book of Proverbs can help us to mature, to grow in holiness by instilling in us the wisdom necessary to live out the fruit of the Spirit and to develop it through daily practice. We'll be looking in this episode at the relationship of holiness with wisdom in the book of Proverbs. Now let's remind ourselves that in the first nine chapters of Proverbs, the writer devotes a lot of time to talking about lady wisdom, wisdom personified. And of course, after that, he focused on lady folly, lady foolishness. The book therefore tells us on how to live. So what we want to do in this episode is to see the relationship of wisdom in the book of Proverbs to the fruit of the spirit. Again, let's be reminded that Galatians chapter five, verses 22 to 23, tell us about the fruit of the spirit. And here we find a very reliable measure of holiness, which is more than just a zeal or emotional fervor. The fruit of the spirit is more than that. As we progress in holiness, the fruit ripens, matures, and abounds. And in these times we live in, these raucous times, holiness-minded believers ought to focus on exuding the beauty of love, joy, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, which Paul says against such things, there is no law. In a world that is very noisy, a world that is filled with noisy gongs and clanging cymbals, the love that we see in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 becomes a truly prophetic witness, a love that is patient, kind and rejoices in the truth. The book of Proverbs can be especially helpful. How do we develop this fruit of the spirit 
in light of a social media driven culture, which lends itself to come to, to some knee-jerk reactions instead of thoughtful self-control. A society that moves us in a direction of self-centered lust and filthy desires instead of self-given love. A society or a culture that moves us to cynicism instead of joy. A society that tends to replace peace with anxiety, frustration instead of patience. You see, a society that is very sarcastic instead of being kind. So we want to look at Proverbs then. This is where the book of Proverbs can help us. It becomes especially helpful that we can grow deeper in holiness. Let's remember the song of Charles Price Jones when he says, deeper, deeper in the love of Jesus, deeper, let me go. Higher, higher in the school of wisdom, more of grace to know. Oh, deeper yet I pray, and higher every day, and wiser, blessed Lord, in thy precious holy word. All we're saying is this, the pursuit of holiness is intricately connected and is inseparable from the pursuit of wisdom. Do we want to be holy? Then we need to be wise. If we are wise, we will live a life of holiness. So what do we read about Lady Wisdom now in Proverbs? You see, throughout Proverbs, as I've said a few moments ago, the writer personifies wisdom as a woman. We understand that personification is a literary device which assigns or attributes human characteristics to that which is non-human, especially to some abstract principles like wisdom. And Solomon says, Lady Wisdom cries in the streets in Proverbs 1, 22 to 23. How long, O simple ones, will you love being simple? How long will scoffers delight in their scoffing? And fools hate knowledge. If you turn at my reproof, behold, I will pour out my spirit to you. I will make my words known to you. Well, it's interesting that we'll find the same phenomenon in the letter of Paul, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 24, where Paul says Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. Of course, if you go to Luke chapter 11, 49, and Matthew 23, 34, you see personification. Solomon personifies wisdom as a woman. But what do we learn about wisdom? Wisdom speaks in Proverbs 8, verse 27, when he established the heavens, I was there. Now, but we need to understand that the path from simplicity to wisdom is not automatic. We must walk in the spirit of wisdom. We must actively cooperate with him by obeying God's plan for our formation in Christ-likeness. Let's look at the fruits of wisdom. This is where Proverbs comes in. When we study, we meditate and meditate and wrestle with the Proverbs, 
it helps us to form wisdom in us. We begin to grow. It helps us to grow in holiness that is characterized by the several aspects of the fruit of the spirit, which we just mentioned. Now let's go to wisdom's fruits. What are the fruits of wisdom or what are the components of the fruits of wisdom in Proverbs? Number one, love and peace. Here we come again. Holiness comprises of love for God. Love for God and love for neighbor is the essence of Christ-like holiness. If we want to be Christ-like, love for God and love for our neighbors, that is clear as we see it in Matthew chapter 22, verses 36 to 40. In other words, Christian love is closely connected with peace, and this peace goes hand in hand with holiness. Hebrews 12, 14 says, follow peace with all men and the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. And of course, even Jesus himself identified love for one's enemies, about which Proverbs has much to say. Proverbs has a lot to tell us about love for one's enemies. And you see the passage in Matthew chapter 5, verses 43 to 48, which makes it abundantly clear that we need to love people, not just who love us, but those who hate us and despitefully use us. Proverbs imparts wisdom that enables us to live in love and peace with our neighbors. Let's look at a few scriptures. In Proverbs 17, 17, it says a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity. Proverbs 24, verses 17 to 18, do not rejoice when your enemy falls and let not your heart be glad when he stumbles. Verse 29, Proverbs 24, do not say I will do to him as he has done to me. I will pay the man back for what he has done. And in 25, 21, if your enemy is hungry, give him bread to eat. And if he's thirsty, give him water to drink, for you heap burning coals on his head. I'm sure you remember that passage in Romans chapter 12, where Paul quotes it. And then Proverbs 17, 9, whoever covers an offense seeks love, but he who repeats a matter separates close friends. So what we see in all these passages is that love for God and love for neighbor is part of holiness, as a matter of fact, is the essence of holiness, loving God with all our heart and loving our neighbors. That's very important. And Proverbs also impart wisdom to us to steer clear, to move away completely and totally from the works of the flesh, which are against holiness. Again, let's look at Proverbs chapter 10, verse 12. Hatred starts off strife, but love covers all offenses. Chapter 20, verse 3. It is an honor for a man to keep aloof from strife, but every fool will be quarreling. Chapter 22, verse 10. Drive out a scoffer, and strife will go out. 
and quarreling and abuse will cease. Chapter 15, verse 18. A hot-tempered man stirs up strife, but he who is slow to anger quiets contention. Now, all those passages show us some of the works of the flesh that Paul lists in Galatians chapter 5. And Proverbs tells us that Lady Wisdom actually helps us in avoiding these things and encourages us to live the way we should. Now, let's go further. How about joy? The first thing we've just said is that holiness consists of loving God and loving our neighbors. And as, as a result of holiness, we have the peace of God. And Proverbs helps us to live in that peace, to mature. Let's move forward. Remember again, Galatians 5 talks about the fruit of the Spirit. And one of the fruit, one of the aspects of the fruit, not fruits, of the spirit is joy. Holiness and joy are likewise inseparable. Listen to what Proverbs has to say. Because Proverbs calls us to pursue happiness in God and in the pleasure of doing God's will. Proverbs 15, 23. To make an apt answer is a joy to a man and a word in season how good it is. Chapter 15, verse 15. All the days of the afflicted are evil, but the cheerful of heart has a continual feast. Chapter 10, verse 28. The hope of the righteous brings joy, but the expectation of the wicked will perish. Chapter 15, verse 13. A glad heart makes a cheerful face, but by sorrow of heart, the spirit is crushed. What are we saying? We're saying that Proverbs helps us to understand what joy means and helps us to safeguard our joy by avoiding the misery and ruin of sins such as sexual immorality. So you, you can see the role of Lady Wisdom in terms of holiness. Proverbs comes very handy in our pursuit of holiness as we look at the various aspects of the fruit of the Spirit. Let's move on and look at patience and kindness. Patience and kindness are lost virtues which Proverbs calls us to cultivate. Of course, we live in a day when we're in a hurry. We want to get it done and get it done now. We want to get there and get there now. It's a world of impatience. I'm sure you've heard it before. The anecdote where people say, God, give me patience and give it to me right now, which in and of itself is a mark of impatience. Patience and kindness are basically lost virtues, which Proverbs calls us to cultivate. Proverbs 12, 16. The vexation of a fool is known at once, but the prudent ignores an insult. 25.15. With patience, a ruler may be persuaded, and a soft tongue will break a bone. 19.11. Good sense makes one slow to anger, and it is his glory to overlook an offense. 
11.17, a man who is kind benefits himself, but a cruel man hurts himself. There is one whose rash words are like sword thrusts, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. 12.18, 21.21, whoever pursues righteousness and kindness will find life, righteousness, and honor. I mean, in all this, we can see how Proverbs becomes very, very important for us in our work with God. When we read those Proverbs, those axioms and maxims, we know that this is helping us to grow in the Lord. Again, bear this in mind. We're talking about the fruits of Lady Wisdom. The fruits of Lady Wisdom. That is, when Lady Wisdom lives in us, guides us, directs us, these are the things we see come out of it. So not only love, <clears throat> and not only joy, but patience and kindness. Talk about gentleness and self-control. Gentleness and self-control are some of the themes that are very, very important in Proverbs. Proverbs 15.1. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stops, stops up anger. <clears throat> a gentle tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it breaks the spirit. Proverbs 15.4 Gracious words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the body. Proverbs 16.24 Even a fool who keeps silent is considered wise. When he closes his lips, <coughs> is deemed intelligent. Proverbs 17, 28. A fool gives full vent to his spirit, but a wise man quietly holds it back. Proverbs 29, 11. A man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls. Proverbs 25, 28. Then in 29, 20, do you see a man who is hasty in his words? There's more hope for a fool than for him. I hope as we go through this, you begin to see the importance of Proverbs and the role it plays in terms of holiness, especially as we look at the role of Lady Wisdom. And we're considering wisdom now and the fruit of the spirit because when you look at wisdom in proverbs you see what wisdom does and what it does exactly is to bring about to help us to cultivate the fruit of the spirit that paul talked about in galatians chapter 5 verses 22 and 23 we've just looked at gentleness and self-control is it the cultivation of self-control helps us to steer clear of all other works of the flesh, such as the ones that are mentioned in several places in the scriptures, and feats of anger, such as drunkenness, feats of anger. And listen, Proverbs actually helps us to obey. Remember James chapter 1, verses 19 and 20? Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. 
Proverbs 14, 17. A man of quick temper acts foolishly. 22, 24. Make no friendship with a man given to anger, nor go with a wrathful man, lest you learn his ways and entangle yourself in a snare. 22, 24. What about 14, 29? Hear what it says. Whoever is slow to anger has great understanding, but he who has a hasty temper exalts folly. 14.29. And lastly, whoever is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he who rules his spirit than he who takes a city. 16.32. What we have been saying so far is simple. The Proverbs teaches us how to live out the fruit of the spirit and develop it through daily practice. This is how to grow in holiness. In our past episode, we've already considered holiness and the fruit of the spirit in Galatians. Now we're saying that Proverbs actually helps us to be able to live the kind of life that God wants us to live and live out the fruit of the spirit. You see, these are examples of how Proverbs helps us to grow in holiness by instilling in each and every one of us the wisdom that we need to live out the fruit of the spirit. Proverbs points us to wisdom on the path to integrity and, of course, on the path to true Christian living. Very, very important to live a life of righteousness, to live a life of true righteousness. All we're saying is this. Let's cultivate holiness, cultivate the fruit of the Spirit with Proverbs. Giving serious attention to the book of Proverbs is one step for us towards maturity in holiness. Holiness and the fruit of the Spirit. That's important. But here comes wisdom. Again, in an age of rage, in an age where we're fast-paced, constantly on the move, where we are inundated with so many advertisements, so many things that could derail us in living a life that is pleasing to God. Lady Wisdom in the book of Proverbs shows us the way, helps us as we read Proverbs. You see, Proverbs provides us the wisdom that we need for every stage of life. It does not matter whether we are young or whether we are old. It is good to read the book of Proverbs so that we can learn about the fruit of Lady Wisdom as Lady Wisdom guides us to meditate on the book of Proverbs. You see, Proverbs is like is unlike other books of the Bible. Again, bear in mind, 
it is not a book of instruction that simply tells us how to act in various life situations, but it forms our character. It calls us to integrity so that we are prepared to act in whatever situation comes our way. Isn't that important then that we read Proverbs? Well, that's just an aside, yet an important one, that we need to take time to study Proverbs, read it over and over, meditate on it, pray with, praying it, pray it in, and as we do, open our eyes to lady wisdom and her spirit, which is what we've seen. We've seen lady wisdom and her spirit, and of course, the fruits of lady wisdom, which shows the aspects of the fruit of the spirit, which we see in Galatians. I hope this will spur us, of course, to read Proverbs, but I hope it helps us to be able to know what to do to grow in holiness. Holiness is dynamic. It's not static. Again, I say, holiness is dynamic. It is not static. We can grow in it. We don't grow into it. We can grow in it, and we should grow in it. And this is where wisdom in Proverbs helps us as we read Proverbs daily, regularly, prayerfully, meditate on it, it will help us in our character formation and it will help us in our work with the Lord. And the bottom line is, it will provide us the tools with which we can live the holy life that God demands from you and from me. Believing in holiness is not the same thing as living a holy life. Believing in holiness as a doctrine, as a teaching, is not enough. It is not synonymous or equivalent to holy living. I'm sure that you and myself, hopefully, are committed to holy living. And one of the ways of doing that is for us to read the scriptures, meditate, pray, and just trust the Lord. And the book of Proverbs helps us in all that. Thank you again, and God bless you.